0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hey, everybody, this is Teddy DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And if you want to get
1: your money's worth, stay right here because you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. And remember, everybody's got a price. The Million Man. This is Don West here, and I'm telling you, Knockouts and Three Counts is the podcast, baby! Make sure that's the one you check out, because, buddy, like me, they're the real deal, baby! This is Jake the Snake Roberts. Just let me know, you need to listen to Knockouts and Three Counts, or you'll see that damn snake again. This is the Ring of Honor World Television Champion, a.k.a. Shane T-Boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy. And you're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. This is Kyle, and you are watching Knockouts and Three Counts. And man, do we got a damn good episode for you tonight, as we are going to be joined by the American Kaiju, Lindsay Snow, fresh off of her match on AEW Dark tonight against Big Swole. Corey... How the fuck are you doing?
2: Doing good, man. I'm I'm doing pretty good. I'm starting to feel the uh the old holiday spirit around the house. Everything's going good. Kids are excited, man. How are you feeling today? Hey man, I'm excited for this interview. Uh
1: I'm glad to be done for the day because uh let me tell you, these customers at the motherfucking post office. We just gonna leave it at that. You ever hear the term going postal? That shit is a real thing. Just saying, but other than that, man, I'm doing all right. I'm definitely doing all right off of the banger ass weekend that we had. Between Sunday, you had NXT TakeOver War Games with Pat McAfee and uh, him stepping into War Games, and then on Saturday, we had past guests of the show, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill, put in the work on OSP. And there wasn't all these people talking about step up and all this and that and the other. I would say that he pretty well
2: silenced all of those rumors. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I had made note of it in our uh, conversations and stuff leading up to the fight, but that was a that was a huge step up for our boy Jamal. And uh, man, did he really uh, perform. And not only that, he, wa- he walked away with that extra bag. He got the extra bag for a, he didn't get the official performance of the night, but Dana said he's cutting him an extra check. And then on top of that, OSP decided he wasn't going to quite hit the scales on the mark. So he got a little bit of OSP's back, too. So I'm sure he ain't too upset about all that.
1: I mean, getting extra money is never a bad thing, bro. I know you get, I want to say it's like, I I want to say it's like 20%. Yeah, that was a, it
2: was a 20% fine on that, in that occasion. I believe it, it, it depends on how much the person actually misses weight by. Sometimes it can go up as much as 50%, I believe.
1: I mean, 50%, man. You are hitting something like that. And then on the wrestling end of things, you had NXT TakeOver War Games, which, first of all, the women really came out and kicked ass in that match. The finish of that match, having Raquel Gonzalez powerbomb this chick in between the two rings through a table. Like, that chick, I'm telling you, mark my words. You heard it here first on knockouts and three counts. Raquel Gonzalez is going to be like, she's going to be a player for them for years to come. Like, Corey, when we get off this show, I'm going to need you to look this girl up. She's, like, six foot tall, big, stocky, strong chick, beautiful-looking girl, but athletic as shit for being a big, a bigger, bigger lady, man. Bro, I don't know. It was uh, – I thought that was dope. And then I want to get your thoughts. What are your thoughts on Pat McAfee stepping into the
2: cage? So, as – Previously noted on this show, for all you um, past viewers of uh, previous shows would probably know, I'm a pretty big Pat McAfee show uh, fan. I watch his uh, daily show remote probably three times a week. I mostly catch a lot of the clips, but if I'm not catching the clips, I'll watch a full show as well. Um, He's just an entertaining person, so it really doesn't surprise me too much to see him step into that realm, Um, especially seeing how much traction he's kind of gained. In the last couple months, on his media end, I mean he's uh, he's had a ton of high quality guests and stuff like that. So, I mean, uh, he had Triple H on his show a couple months back, and that kind of solidified his move into coming into NXT. So, so I found it I found it interesting to say the the less. For all of you guys that are jumping into the live,
1: Lindsay Snow is coming in. She's going to be in probably around 9.15. If you guys got any questions for the American Kaiju, please drop them in the comments, and I will get to them in this show. Um, So about the match, for anybody that went into this thinking this was just going to be like this publicity stunt where Pat McAfee was going to get in and he wasn't going to do anything or really take any bumps or anything like that, first of all, to be in a double-caged match, it's kind of hard to be in that match and not get beat up to some degree. Like, it's just kind of hard to do. Right. Then you take the fact that Pat McAfee climbed to the top of the fucking cage and jumped off the cage, all right? Mm-hmm. Whether he got caught by guys or not, the fact that he had the set to get on top of that bitch and jump off it, and then it got finished by him getting beaten, by taking the Panama sunrise and he went through a table. So, I mean, look, man, the man went all out for it. I mean, you can't say much more than that. I think uh, the right people won. I think undisputed era needed to win that. Uh, But I'm really interested to see what Pat McAfee's going to do, you know, coming out of this man. Like it's, it's quite interesting because I mean, obviously there's not a ton to report on. I mean, obviously he's got his hand in so many different irons. Oh man. The guy has got his show and all that stuff. But I mean, I definitely think that this isn't the last that we're going to see of Pat McAfee in a WWE
2: setting. You really think so? Huh? You think he, I,
1: I, especially after his performance last night, I don't, I think we're going to have to see uh, Adam Cole versus Pat McAfee again.
2: Okay. Okay. I feel like that
1: kind of has to happen, especially with the way that match ended and Pat doing a good job. I feel like you kind of have to.
2: Yeah, that's, he, he really did do a good job uh, from what I had seen. He really did. Um, He's somebody that if he's going to do it, he's going to do it. And he's very uh, over the top with his personality in a way. um, So that it doesn't necessarily surprise me. What's uh, whatsoever that he's you know translated well into the wrestling realm he's got the uh he's got the balls and the uh mouth to prove it so you know talking about the mouth to prove it
1: man uh we're definitely gonna have to get into this a little bit more obviously like i said we're just a few minutes away from the american kaiju Lindsay snow joining us here live on the show um tonight's a pretty big night if you're a wrestling fan okay It's been probably about 20 years since we've seen any real invasion of any sort between companies back when WCW and WWF with the whole ECW thing, all that kind of stuff. Um, Hey, Chris, thank you for tuning in and checking us out. Thank you for checking us out on Twitter. And like we said, man, we're glad you're here to watch. Hopefully we can entertain you a little bit. And like I said, Lindsay snow will be joining us very shortly. Um, like I said, though, and Chris, feel free to let us know what you think, man. Um, Obviously, big night for wrestling, man. You got Kenny Omega is going to show up at Impact. Uh, he had his world title match with John Moxley. Now, Corey, I know you're not, you know, it's been a year and a half that Moxley's been champion. So he's okay. been champ.
2: Yeah, long, in, long. Well, right not now. a
1: year, maybe not a year and a half, but it's been at least a year. So Moxley goes in. To this, having multiple uh, title defenses at this point, Uh, Don Callis, who self-admittedly, whether it was in New Japan or whatever, Don Callis is the uh, executive vice president of Impact. Uh, He's very close with Kenny Omega, calls him his nephew. Don Callis is out there at commentary, comes out with the microphone, real old school, you know, takes a bump, gets the microphone to Kenny. Kenny gives him the old mic drop hits the pin they dip and as they get out they're telling us and oh wait a minute wait Uh-oh. a minute we've got a special guest with us
0: <laughs>
1: hey guys how are you chris is already in the comments says he's looking forward to it and fresh out of her training we've got the American kaiju miss lindsay snow how the hell are you doing
0: dude i'm doing i'm doing pretty good no complaints here you know uh it's a it's a beautiful day in florida so I'm just yeah, I mean,
1: we could trade you with this cold-ass weather that we got here in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. I mean...
0: Dude, it, it's actually like, it's cold.
1: Okay, what is cold, cold? to you, though? Yeah.
0: I'm wearing two jackets cold. All right, okay, well, two h- jackets. What
1: temperature-wise are we talking about, though?
0: Okay, you're going to make fun of me because it's like 54 degrees outside. Oh <laughs> God. God. Do you want me to tell you
1: what it was <laughs> on the damn car thermometer on the way home? <laughs> what was it, it was like... I think uh, when I got in the car, it was like 33.
0: <laughs> oh, shoot. well, okay, and that it gets and like, that's actually considered like nice still
2: at this time of year too, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. When I when I uh, when I wrestled Swallow, dude, it was it was freezing temperatures for sure.
1: So tell me about that. We're fresh off of your match on AEW Dark. This is your third week strong here on AEW Dark. Uh, we'll start yeah. with the match at hand. Tell me about your match with Big Swole. Big Swole is somebody that we got to kick it with for a little bit in Chicago while we were there at Starcast Three, uh, right before she made her debut for AEW. So to see you guys lock it up, it's a pretty cool matchup. What are your thoughts now that you've gotten to see it uh, back?
0: Man, it was uh it was it was like unlike um, any other match that I've ever had before. You know, uh, getting to um, getting to be out there uh, and actually like get to showcase some jujitsu skills and and, um you know strength as well i feel like i had a pretty decent showing um and then to be out there with swole too man like she's she's a bad she's a bad bitch so it was a it was definitely like yeah it was definitely it was definitely a hell of a fight you know and um man like i just wanted to do it again like honestly like she's sick so like i want to fight her you know like she's tough like i gotta i gotta like make up for that you know like it feels like i, I uh i got something like that i i gotta i have to like show her you know she didn't get like the best version of me yet you know
2: well, you got a to, little
0: bit about go ahead Corey.
2: oh i was gonna say you got to be the nail but next time you want to be the hammer is what it sounds like
0: yeah, pretty much. I mean, you can't always be you can't always be the hammer. Sometimes you have to be the nail, this is true. But no. you know, I'm I'm born to be a hammer, so it's just <laughs> waiting to to have like that moment where I get to um um really show the world like what I'm made out of. So let's talk
1: about that. So I know you've only been wrestling for a, a few years now. And now you've got, you. I mean, you're making quite the fucking scene. Last time we talked to you, you just were starting to get in with NWA. Now mm-hmm. we hit a damn pandemic. You're over here winning the damn blood sport, showing oh, up on Raw Underground, showing mm-hmm. up on AEW Dark, wrestling three straight weeks on AEW Dark. I mean, hot damn.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh, you know, like, I, I was like, When this pandemic started, I was like, man, like, I I, I really thought, you know, starting the year off working for NWA, like, I thought, like, shoot, like, this is about to be like a big year for me, right? And then, like, the pandemic happened and i was just like oh my god all of like all the gas i had going up this you know like going well it uh, felt like i was going downhill you know like i felt like i had like a, it was like really really like straight shot you know like things were going to work out everything was going to be great you know and the pandemic happened it was like <laughs> you know like the brakes <laughs> hit and like it was just like so hard for like so many months you know and like uh even <laughs> I, I tattoo as well, you know, so it's like, I couldn't tattoo, I couldn't wrestle, I couldn't play jujitsu. I was just like, so sad. And like, so like, it It was like, it was really, it was really, really hard on me. And I'm sure it was hard on like, everybody, you know, um, I'm just like, being being honest about how, how it affected me. But then like, to, uh, to like, turn it around to like, be able to turn it around and, and, and have these opportunities come knocking. Um, it was a, uh, it was like a dream come true. It's just to like have Josh call me that day and be like, are you free? Like, do you want to, do you want to do blood sport again? Um, you know, like just like last year, uh, when I did blood sport, he, he hit me up, you know, and, and he gave me that opportunity to make history. You know, I had the first women's match ever in blood sport and then, uh, to come back the next year and, win the entire tournament again make history again and like i am the only champion of blood sport there aren't any other champions of blood sport so it's like damn like it's just it's it's like like it makes me it makes me speechless like I, the accomplishment. taken from me because it's like yeah it, it was the you were the, the first. honestly like the biggest accomplishment of my entire life yeah. <laughs> and like, that's not speaking lightly about it. You know, like I, I definitely like, I cherish that accolade and, um, I'm honored to be able to make history like so many times in my wrestling career. I feel like, um, I'm getting these, these amazing opportunities and, and people see these things in me that like, I've been trying to show people for like the longest time. And, um, now I feel like it's a, it's actually like coming to light and, um, you know, it's, it's starting to pay off, you know, how they say like hard work pays off. Mm-hmm. So uh, I feel like it's it's actually like starting to, um, starting to turn around for me. Um, you know, it, it's just kind of amazing to like uh, start the year off so strong and then have that huge dip in the middle and then like finish this year off. Like, like now, like this year I worked for NWA, WWE and AEW. Like I finished off the year having three really strong matches. And um, I got a death match on Sunday, so I'm like, (laughs) this is like, I'm like living my dream, dude. Like, I'm like, oh, like life. What is life right now? You know, (laughs) like it's so wild.
1: So you totally just. I just um, feel so
0: grateful.
1: And you totally just like see that's why talking to you is fun because you like totally just knocked right into both of the next two things I was going to ask you, anyways. (laughs) So let's start with the first one. And that's that, you know, you mentioned, you know, in one calendar year, you've worked with WWE, AEW, NWA, you know, you won Bloodsport. So first of all, with the way that NWA has been going, there hasn't been as much content out from them. What's the current status for you with NWA? Because I know NWA is working with AEW and all that kind of stuff, but I know they've been real silent. So it's been cool to see you get to go do your thing everywhere else. But like you said, you literally have, like, crossed the gambit. How in the hell did you manage while under contract with NWA to just be all over the place (laughs) like
2: that?
0: Oh, dude, I'm not under any kind of contract right now. I'm a free agent. I am, like... Nice. I thought, well, last
1: we talked to you, you were just getting started with NWA, so I didn't know if you were still with them or
0: um well like if the opportunity arises I wouldn't necessarily throw it to the wayside you know what I'm saying like I love Billy like I love getting to work for NWA it's sick as hell to be like oh yeah Billy Corgan's my boss you know (laughs) you do have to work whatever like oh shoot but like um yeah dude like I I love NWA I love that locker room um like all of the people there were like, so welcoming to me. And it felt like, you know, like, I felt like I like, belonged there, you know, so it's like, it's kind of cool to see like, those same people in the back at AEW too, you know, because it's like, man, like, is this so weird? <laughs> like, we keep seeing each other, we keep running into each other. And like, it's just like, it's just like that, um, Like that, like litmus test, like that stamp of approval, you know, whenever you keep seeing like the same people and stuff, like you feel like you're doing it
2: right.
1: Yep. So I can completely relate with that. There we go. Cool. I can completely relate (laughs) with that to a degree, right? Because when we were in Chicago, um, I interviewed DDP and uh, he he just sits down like right next to us, right? And asked us to interview him. And he looks up and looks down the signs and up and down and up and down. So uh, you guys are a podcast. So uh, you gonna interview me, bro? <laughs> and I'm like, well, bet, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say no. And it was crazy, right? Because a week later, he was on Austin's show, and they literally a- he asked him uh, all the same shit that I had asked him like a week before. So I'm like, all right, well, I must have done something half ass, okay? Because
2: <laughs> yeah, I you can, got to- all the, I you can totally all relate to that. Questions.
1: So my question too is so the other part to that question is okay. So we've talked about AEW, we've talked about NWA, how the hell did the the whole WWE thing come to be? And what were your thoughts on the whole raw underground thing as a whole?
0: Um, that was just like a, a really random thing that just like kind of, uh, not, I don't, I don't want to say it fell into my lap because I feel like that's saying that I didn't deserve it, but, uh, yeah, it just like came about randomly, and uh, it was like one of those things. I just like that, kind of, like the same with Bloodsport, you know, y- you're just like going to work, doing your thing, working out every day, you know, and then like you get a, a call one day, and it's like, Hey, these are your dreams calling. <laughs> are you gonna <laughs> answer? <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, with like, yeah, man, it just like it just happened, and like everything has just been so, like, it's so, like, serendipitous to, like, think about how all these things keep happening, and it's, like, it, it it's just, like, crazy, you know, like, I, I feel like I just keep doing the right thing, you know, and um, if I just keep making, like, those moves, then, you know, good things will keep happening, so, um, yeah, I mean, it, it was so random when, that, when I got that phone call, and it was, like, the phone call that, like, I had kind of, like, been waiting on since like 2017 when I had my tryout. So I was like, oh shoot, okay, finally. You know, maybe I did something cool that like they're like into or whatever. And then um, getting to be on Raw Underground, man, I just wanted to get up there. I just wanted to fight. Like, I was like, man, like I got Ooh. Marina here. I got Jessamine here. Dude, like please let me, like, let me fight these people because like I, I've already trained with Marina and Jessamine and Shayna and um, mm-hmm. catch wrestling so at like CSW in California and with Josh Barnett too, um, at the UFC gym. Yep. So like, uh, I've, I've already trained with, with those ladies and like, I just felt like, Oh crap. Like raw underground was made for me, you know? And then, um, just to like, to be there and then to like, have it just like in front of you and you want it like so freaking bad, you know? And then it's like, Oh no, no. You just get to look at this. I was just like, Oh they know? God. <laughs> So, did they know anything about your history
1: with Bloodsport?
0: Oh, yeah. It, like, the day after I won Bloodsport, they canceled Raw Underground. Oof. So, I was, like, great. Uh, <laughs> like, what the hell? Like, thanks. Thanks, Jane. I really wanted to do that, and I really wanted to hang out again. So, it like, so I like before have- I forget,
1: Chris is asking in the comments for you to let us know where we can watch the death match that you have this Sunday. Where can we find that at? Is it on um, IWTV?
0: It, yep. Yep. That's where it'll be. Um, it's going to be uh, broadcast from the sound bar in Orlando. And uh, it's it's going to be so sick. Who are you taking Me and on? Neil, we're, we're, what's that?
1: Who are you taking on in the death match?
0: Oh, Neil Cutter. Neil Diamond Cutter. Oh,
1: I did see that. Yep, yep. I did see that.
0: That's going to be interesting. Yeah, Neil is sick. Dude, he's sick. I, I know that, like, he's got heart. Like, you know, he's a honey badger. So it's like, man, like, I, he gives, like, no fucks, you know? So it's like, <laughs> God, I don't know what we're about to do to each other. But, like, I'm pretty sure that we're both going to be a mess afterwards and i'm gonna need a couple of days <laughs> well but um, I, you know, I like last time oh, i was just gonna say okay.
2: i see i see you signing up for it so you must not be too shying away from the whole intergender matches and stuff like that but i just wanted to kind of get you to elaborate a little more on your you know your thoughts of it all i guess
0: yeah uh, especially so... being
2: the fact that it's a death match too that just kind of like ups the ante that much more i feel like
0: yeah, it uh, it really does. Um, you know, weapons are one thing, but then like when you're getting in there with like light tubes and doors and like panes of glass and like tacks and nails and like doors filled with nails and stuff. It's like it's like uh, maybe I fell in love with death matches like last month so it's like i'm like i'm i want this like i'm so stoked on it like i know that my family uh isn't really super stoked that i started doing death matches (laughs) but like like i could imagine like please don't make a habit of doing death matches but i'm just like i see like i'm like oh i can use that as a weapon i can use that as a weapon you know and i'm like walking around my tattoo shop like looking at things that i can use and like every like you know like Normal people look at you know like kitchen utensils and stuff like that as kitchen utensils, and I'm like, oh, what if I did this? You know, like, what if I use this in my match? You know, like, what if I use like this? or whatever? What if I made this crazy weapon? You know, so it's like, um, I guess there's something wrong with me. Uh,
2: <laughs> it, it, it allows that, uh, right? It allows <laughs> that dark, dark creativity to come through a little bit, you know. <laughs>
0: a little bit, a little bit. It's just like, um, it's, it's like a a side of wrestling that I, I haven't had, uh, the, like the biggest, um, part of yet, but like, I want to show people that like, you know, like I, I don't necessarily, I I don't want to be like, I can't do this type of match or I can't do that type of match. I want to be seen as versatile. I want to be seen as like yeah, like, she's a bad bitch, like, she'll, like, mess some people up, like, her, like, you know, like, I don't want to just be looked at, like, uh, like, a, um, like, an actor, you know, because I'm not acting when I do this stuff, like, this is just me, and, like, I feel like a lot of people that, like, get to, um, that get to, like, see me compete, get to see what, Happens in the ring, which is it might be a little bit more intimidating if I do that in jujitsu like <laughs> in like jiu-jitsu competitions. But like, I've had people straight up like ask me, like, what happens to my like to me while I'm like going into competition mode and stuff. And like, that's basically like what you get when you see me on AEW, you know, like that's me in competition mode, like, I'm so focused right there, like, that's that's what you get, you know. Um, yeah, man. I just kind of showed up there. <laughs> so, I
1: just want to give it's you kind of a vote of confidence. You said you wanted like your shit to look good in the ring. Well, in the comments, yeah. past guest of our show, the Dread King Logan, is shouting you out, talking about how much of a fan he is of your in-ring stuff. So clearly, oh,
0: you.
1: clearly you're doing something right. Um, before we get to what everybody wants to hear about, obviously, and the stuff you've been doing with the AEW stuff, you talked about something else that you and I need to talk about. So, we talked about tattoos and your artistic side and all that. For those of you who don't know, we had the whole thing set up to where me and Devin were going to come down there and get tattooed WrestleMania weekend. But then fucking COVID (laughs) hit and that changed everything. So, um, that was
0: such a bummer, dude. I was, we had the whole thing set up.
1: Like, I had a whole plan of like, I was going to like have somebody like shoot it while you tattooed us. And then we asked a couple questions, do some different shit. But of course, not. It had to be fucking covid but uh (laughs) my question with that is i've seen you've been getting to do a lot more artistic stuff obviously all of us have been kind of stuck in with this quarantine and all that kind of shit so what have you been up to during quarantine to satisfy that artistic itch while obviously still keeping up with your wrestling
2: okay
0: well um so i started uh gilding which is like the. Um,
2: I couldn't the remember what it was called, so I didn't want to be an idiot. To
0: like a surface. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's what um, a lot of time I've spent doing is like sign painting and like window painting for like uh, the tattoo shop that I worked at in Zephyr Hills and um, the shop that I work at now in Jacksonville, uh, Autograph. And um, yeah, like I've just been uh, working on that a lot. Um, I also started using, like some people call it a cricket, but I call it a cry cut because I think that's better. <laughs> but um, it's like this little, uh, like a, a basically like a plotter and um, you can cut heat transfer vinyl with it. And that's actually how I've been making my entrance gear. So, uh, what you see me wearing on AEW dark, um, my tracksuit jacket, I made all that, um, like the back patch says Kaiju power and it's got, uh, I drew like Godzilla's face and I put it on the Versace logo. So it's like Versace Kaiju. And then, um, yeah, I got like Kaiju on my, um, on the front of my sleeve. And then like on the hand, there's like a Florida and then like my autograph, uh, the shop for the shop logo, the autograph logo. And then like uh, I think I put like a Rolex, <laughs> like a little Rolex logo on my like wristwatch, <laughs> and like just like little hidden stuff like all over. And there's like a little snowflake on the front pocket. That like yeah, I've been um, I've been using like I've been making a lot of tracksuits lately with like heat transfer vinyl and like drawing um designs and stuff and just like printing them out i actually made alex gracia um i made her a sweatsuit the other day so like i've been like it says like pink dream on it and it's got like a cute little heart like it's it was pretty fun <laughs> but yeah like um those are like the artsy things that i've been doing i am um, you know, I'm, I'm tattooing still and uh pretty much like yeah it's almost back to normal like um you know, we have to we have to like make our appointments um like a amount of time apart so that we have like time to like sanitize and stuff like that. So like I'm not I'm not having like my full tattoo schedule back, but I obviously like I can't handle a full tattoo schedule right now with all the wrestling that I have going on and, and all the training that I need to be doing. So it's like um I don't know, it's it's like just I'm I'm kind of like pretty pretty evenly balanced right now. Um I, I know like a lot of people might look at my my workload and be like what like when do you sleep and the answer is i don't sleep
1: (laughs) so we got a question for you in the comments chris wants to know do you sell any of your designs
0: oh yeah totally like and if you want to get something made by me too like um like if you want like an original or something like that you just got to like contact me and um we can talk about like the details and stuff like that if you want something like john for you or for like a loved one for like uh christmas or something like that and, like, I do, like, wood cuts, too, which is, like, basically, like, um, I, like, paint on, like, a piece of uh, wood and, like, cut it out with a saw and stuff. So I make, like, a lot of weird stuff all the time. Like, I'm just constantly, like, making stuff. Like That's where the
1: dopest <laughs> shit comes from,
0: though. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm in Hobby Lobby more than, like, y'all's grandmas, okay? <laughs> 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 Me and the old ladies in the craft store. We kick it. We kick it on a daily <laughs> basis.
1: <laughs> All right. So speaking of tattoos, what was your first tattoo? Why did you get it? And how old were you?
0: Okay. So I um, I was a bad kid. Uh, I, found, <laughs> I found an ID on the ground at school and uh, it just so happened to look enough like me that I left during lunch that day and got a tattoo when I was like 15 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and, um that's like my first legal tattoo um you know like I had tattooed myself like previously like but it just like it wasn't like a real tattoo you know like it, it didn't stay or anything like that but mm-hmm. yeah so I went All got. Right. um so I went don't got feel so bad about
1: the, that but, because mine was 14
0: <laughs> oh nice nice you got me being but yeah it was an atom of carbon because like I was a big nerd too I was a bad kid and a nerd like I don't know Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, so like I got an atom of carbon because like we're all carbon-based life forms and for some reason I was like I was like oh yeah like that'll be awesome I need that and then like I went to like show my science teacher and he was like what did you do (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, um that was my my first tattoo experience. And it was like it was by my friend, well, who it was by a guy that I actually became really good friends with, um, who just recently passed away. So it's like really, really sad. But I'm just like really thankful that I got to like become friends with this like spirit, you know, like uh Charlie Frank is his name. And um yeah, he was just like a total like total spirit, dude. Like, you know, like you meet people and you're just like, man, like, you just vibe. You know, with like yeah. And it's like uh, like Uh, Thomas, like, uh, he's always, like, telling me, like, oil finds oil, you know, and uh, it's true, you know, like, whenever people just, like, they just get along so, so well, like, you always find, you know, your, your oil, you know, so, I don't know, just to, like, be able to have my first tattoo done by him, and then, like, just to be able to become friends with him later in life, and then, like, knowing, you know, his, like, the rest of his life was, it is a pretty, pretty, um, pretty crazy thing. About, that's you know? dope
1: yeah. alright so since I told you I had you beat I think it's only fair that I tell the story of my tattoo it's funny yes. because you train as well mm-hmm. I've been boxing since I was 13 years old the oh, first time god. I had a fight the, was when I
2: was 13 the I got boxing gloves Kyle well. the boxing gloves I forgot all about the boxing gloves uh, he, he oh knows about the
1: boxing gloves you the see the the boxing gloves oh, my oh god, god. All right. So here's full disclosure. All right. So I was 14 years old. The only reason why my mom let me get the tattoo is because she didn't think I had balls enough to do it because I hated needles. She's like, all right, go ahead. Book. Go ahead. Book the appointment. You won't do it. And so it was a guy that I trained with. And uh, he was like, you got to make sure that your mom's cool with it or I'm not doing it. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Right. So like there was the whole thing with that. And so um, we go there. And we did it at his house. He lived in a trailer. So we did it there. And me and Joseph got tattooed the same day. And uh, I got boxing gloves on uh, on my right shoulder blade. And it was the funniest thing in the world because, like, at first it's like the, I feel like everybody can agree on this. I feel like your first tattoo is never your best tattoo unless you just go to somebody who's, like, just dope. Especially yeah. if you go to somebody when you're younger too.
0: Okay, so but, I really want to see it now. <laughs> like you gotta, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it, I feel
1: like it's one of those things. So like at first you're like, oh shit, this is dope. I got a tattoo. Yeah, and then like when I actually started to get like really nice stuff done, mm-hmm. it's fucked up how you go back and, look, and you're like, it doesn't look horrible, but you see like the difference, right? Oh, you see dude. the difference yeah. in the in the artwork quality and all that, but, and you're just like book
0: but it's the story though it's the story you know like now like um you know like my body is like super covered right now so it's like you know uh I just got like little spots left and it's like man like I really want to get something here or there or whatever but now I just want to get stuff by my friends like people that I love you know people that I care about and like just like little like because like I, I really don't have like A whole lot of big spots left, so it's like now I'm just like focused on like getting stuff that like has a good story, you know. So it's like I I, that's all I care about. Like I just want to like go do stupid shit with my friends.
1: (laughs) No, I totally, I totally can relate because no matter what tattoos I get, even the one that I'll eventually get from you if we ever can get out of fucking corona, my favorite tattoo is always going to have to be the one on my bicep. I don't know if you can see it very well, but it's my grandpa's glasses. And then it's got like I had the guy sketch him off my grandpa's actual uh, glasses. So that uh, one is always going to be my favorite one because it's ironic, too, because my grandpa fucking was like your classic Pollock, like everything yeah. like straight collar. Like he was a funny son of a bitch. But man, like when it came to like tattoos or like, you know, color in your hair different or whatever <sighs> the whatever it is. Like, he was super, like, straightforward. So I remember when I got my first tattoo, I remember him looking at my mom like, you're really going to let him go do that shit? And then to think that now I have a tattoo that's memorializing him on my bicep. I always wondered what he thought, but I would at least like to think that out of all the things I could have chose, he had the same old man aviator glasses. Doesn't matter if he got new ones Uh or not. That's why I got that tattoo, because like you said, it's the story, right? So I'm like, I just want something that when I look at it, or anyone Mm -hmm. that knows him looks at it, they're going to look at it and be like, oh, shit, I get it. Anyone that knew my grandpa, Corey, you knew my grandpa, that motherfucker, always had the Johnny Knoxville-looking aviator (laughs) old-man
2: glasses. Yeah. Like,
0: (laughs) so I'm with (laughs) That's awesome. Um,
2: All right. What? One thing Good. real quick, since you kind of touched on it, Kyle, with your grandpa not necessarily being a fan of tattoos, and since you're absolutely covered in them, saying literally I'm struggling to find places that place more. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> I kind of want to get your thoughts on what what's the uh, what's your thoughts on the world kind of growing more acceptable? It seems like the, the grandpas of uh, Kyle are kind of starting to fade away, and it seems like 20, 30 years ago, I'm sure somebody as even half covered as you couldn't even walk into a store without getting 30 different looks. And nowadays I'm sure you still get a quite a bit of looks, but not even a 10th to the uh, degree that it was before. I'm kind of just wondering like what your thoughts are on like the social acceptability of like being completely tatted up at this point, you know? Yeah.
0: So it's weird, you know, like, uh, like, I tell you, like, I spent a lot of time in Hobby Lobby with the grandmas and stuff, right? So, like, uh, this one time, like, a couple weeks ago, I was in Hobby Lobby, and this, like, older lady, she might have been, like, 75, 80, something like that. She's like, well, I know that tattoos on your arms are called sleeves, but <laughs> what do you got going on? And I was just like, "Scuba suit. <laughs> she was just like <laughs> she just like accepted that as an answer and like bless her little heart she just was like oh okay yeah <laughs> like just walked away like she's like that's totally normal okay but like um you know like it, it is it is kind of strange though because like when I first started getting tattooed you know girls didn't have a lot of tattoos and girls didn't really do tattoos so it's like um you know it's like super outlaw for me to uh, to want to get into this and then like uh, just like keep doing it and then like to just like be more and more covered and then like you know like it's kind of like the same thing with the mask you know like if somebody saw me putting on a mask before I went into like a, went into like a, a like a, a building or something like went into a bank they see me putting on a mask for, like right before I go in like eight months ago like I would have got shot <laughs> you know Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now it's like okay cool he's um, trying to rob us yeah, exactly. And like being covered in tattoos too, you know? So it's like I'm mask, <laughs> going up a sword, covered in tattoos, and all these old ladies are like trying to talk to me now. So it's like it's weird how the world has turned like all backwards and like I don't know, it's it's like it's like um it is becoming like way more socially acceptable to be tattooed and like more and more people are getting tattooed like at an older age too. So it's not like, it's just yep. for like young people, you know, like I've, I've done like a bunch of like older people's first tattoos ever. Like, and they're like over 70 years old, you know, like, they've got skin like paper. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's so difficult to tattoo. <laughs> but damn it, I want them to like feel like they're young again, you know, and, like it, it's, it's all like, it's all like a, a matter of taste and um, personal views and stuff like that. Because like, you know, like I still get, I still get older people that do like to like, uh, kind of like try to judge me in public, you know? Um, like I've had a, I've had a, (laughs) an older gentleman on like, you know, like one of those scooters, like, just like, give me like the most disgusting looks, you know, and (laughs) and be like, what are you going to do when you're 80? You know? And I'm like, sitting there thinking, you know, uh, probably do the same that it. you're doing, you know, across the youth for their lifestyle choices. <laughs> so it's like, you know, like you can always like have, um, a better way to look at things and, um, understand that like, yes, not everyone is going to be on the same page they yearn on with like what you want to do with your body and stuff like that. You know, people judge me for like going to the gym all the time and like how my muscles look and like I have a tattoo on the side of my head, you know, I get judged all the all the time. But like it's it's one of the things it's like um people are way nicer to me, you know, than a lot like on the internet especially because like people can be so mean on the internet, right? Because oh, like, they yeah, don't have yeah. to actually like talk to you or see you, you know, like, in person. They can just like, you know, be behind their computer screen and like they a lot Twitter of people fingers. that I've talked to. Yeah. A lot of people that I've talked to have, um, you know, have had a lot of really, really terrible people uh, try to attack them online and stuff just because they're in the spotlight. And um, I don't think that that's right at all. But for me, uh, I've had like, so many positive responses and um, I feel like, I feel like that's wild to me, you know, like covered in tattoos, you know, a tattooer as well. And then like muscles and everything. So it's like, it's really strange to me that I'm the person that people are nice to, you know? So it's like, man, you got like all these like super cute, like pretty girls, like you got velvet, you got Danny, you know? And like people say mean shit to them all the freaking time. And I'm just like, wow. You know, like these girls are, they're beautiful. They're great wrestling, you know, and it's just like, but then like people look at me and then they say nice shit to me. And I'm just like, okay, are you, are you scared of me? Cause you should be, but like, are, is that why you're nice? To me? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> I was going to say you but, took um, the words out of my mouth because Corey and I have had this <laughs> conversation so many times over the years, because as I mentioned, I've been training for a long time. And yeah. as you can attest to, I mean, I don't know what it is. Maybe this is just on the guy's side of things. But for me, I always thought it would be dope to be dating somebody that trained. I don't know why. Just always thought that. I thought that would be cool. But it's one of those things where it's like, like you said, you, I don't know, man. I've been, I've been around this <laughs> stuff for a long time, so it's like the looks that you see women get because they got muscles, or because they can fight, mm-hmm. or because they got a black eye, yeah. or because any of that shit. I feel like dudes that act all soft about that, you're scared because you're worried that they're going to whoop your ass, is what I think. <laughs> That's what yeah. I personally think, because to me, I, uh, I think I completely... it's... I don't know. It just, that's always the vibe I've gotten off it. It seems like they're more insecure with it than anything, but that leads perfectly into something that I had to ask you after watching last week's match that you had with East. I don't know if you peeped it, but speaking of tattoos, when Excalibur and Taz were talking about your tattoos during the match, it sparked the fucking tattoo debate. Yeah. And uh, Excalibur got shut down when Taz like, I got a lot of tattoos, you just can't see them. So I'm going to pose this question in two different ways. Number one, we'll go with the easy one since okay. he's got ink first. If you could tattoo anything on Taz, what would it be and where? And I'm going to pose you the same question to Excalibur since he doesn't have any tattoos. I'll let you answer both of those questions. All
0: right. Well, Taz actually... Uh, I talked to him um, last week about getting tattooed. So we're I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna just I'm gonna put that one on the on the back burner, and then you're just gonna have to see what happens with that. But I didn't I didn't really show him that yet. The FTW right there. Oh shit!
1: He'll <laughs> be your biggest fan then. All right. <laughs> you just gotta hurry up and have somebody color some orange in around it or some shit
0: right (laughs) that's his color
1: (laughs) that's why i'm saying hurry up get you a couple little extra points you know do your deal
0: (laughs) right right? um but like for for excalibur man like he would need excalibur tattooed on him right like the sword and the stone excalibur i feel like it's either got to be that or a mask yeah one of the two
1: one of the two either one i feel like would work (laughs) i think (laughs) 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 I don't know man I I heard that and I'm like holy shit this would be like the perfect fucking question to ask because I figured I can't wait to see what you do with the Taz thing just because I feel like you're gonna end up putting something dope together with that so I'll, I'll leave that one for you but I heard that and I'm like oh shit. I'm sure she's going to have some dope-ass answer on this one, so I'm (laughs) going to leave this one out.
0: (laughs) It's already in the works, brother. It's already in the works.
1: (laughs) See See there? That's the kind of shit I'm talking about. Well, now that we're on the subject of AEW, let me know a little bit about how that came to be. Now, was that something because of the partnership that they had with NWA? Or were you already kind of cool with them like that? How did that come to be? And what were the reviews you got after the first week you were on there? Because clearly they liked what they saw because you've been back two weeks since.
0: Yeah, um, man, AEW has been like such an amazing experience. Uh, Like I said, like everybody in the back is chill. Um, it, it was a very random thing as well, you know, like, uh, just like everything that happens in my life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, it was just like, timing was perfect. Um, I live in Jacksonville and it has like, they've been here for a minute now. And I'm just like, man, like they know I'm here. Do they know I'm here? <laughs> <You> know? <laughs> and then, so like, uh, I, um, I reached out. And, uh, it just, you know, I was like, Hey, like, I don't know who to talk to, but can I come train?" I'm <laughs> like, uh, they were like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Like, why aren't you here already? <laughs> and like, it was just like one of those, like, this is like, you know, it's perfect. Like I was already there. It doesn't cost them any money to bring me in. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't have to travel. The, my shop is 15 minutes from daily's place. <laughs> and so it's like it was just like a no brainer, you know, it's like, Oh, okay. And then, um, then, you know, the first time I was there, uh, I didn't get a match, you know, so it was like, I just got to be in the crowd for dynamite. And, you know, I, that was, that was an amazing experience. I was just like, Holy crap. Like, this is awesome. You know, like I get to like, be a part of something so of cool. Judaism. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> Who doesn't, right? Like if when Judas comes on, like who doesn't sing it? <laughs> like <laughs> it's such a banger. But like, that's what so, I'm saying. Um, I gotta give yeah, credit yeah.
1: where it's due. A lot of guys when right. they come out with music, the shit sucks but I had Corey listening right? to it nah. on the way uh, when we went to go to XICW and he's like, I can't even hold you up. I really didn't think this was going to be that ba- that good, but it's really yeah. not bad.
0: No, <laughs> no, nah, nah. Jericho knows what he's doing. So like, uh, okay. So then, um, you know, the next day, the next week I get to go back. Right. And I'm so excited that I get to go back again, you know, and like, I'm looking at the board, you know, I'm like, Oh man, I hope they give me a match, you know? And I'm like, oh, I didn't get a match again, you know? So it's like, Dang, you know. So I'm like in in catering, and I'm like, you know, eating some mac and cheese and like e- eating my feelings, you know. So it's like I got like double mac and cheese, and um, I'm like just finished the mac and cheese, and I'm like take a big bite of this cookie, and then uh, one of the refs comes up to me and he's like, "You got a match?" And I'm like, "Oh, this cookie automatically doesn't taste good anymore." <laughs> I, was like, I need to find a, I a bathroom. I need to find a bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just like it hit me out of nowhere you know and i was like okay okay and then you know it was with thunder rosa so it was just like oh shit yes <laughs> like I, <laughs> I got this you know and then like uh just like getting to getting to like have that experience with her too because it's like man like i'm finding that nwa women's champion so it's like this is, like, surreal. Like, that. this is my first match in AEW, and I'm like, this is, like, the caliber of woman that they're putting me up against, you know? And um, I didn't shit the bed, so they were like, come back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a hell of a damn, that's got to be a hell of a damn pressure going into it, much less against somebody like Thunder Rosa. Luckily, yeah. didn't you guys just face each other at uh, Mission Pro, like, right before that?
0: Yeah, like, a month prior to uh, AEW, we had a match, uh, or maybe, like, a month and a half prior. Um, yeah, we had a match at um, at Mission Pro, and I think, like, we went for, like, 25 or 30 minutes or something, like, crazy long time. Oh, wow. Yeah, and um, I was just, like, this is, this couldn't have been, like, a, a better, um, a better opportunity for me, you know? It's, like, not only... Are you giving me somebody that I literally just wrestled, but you're putting me, um, you're putting me on this pedestal, which was like a super cool, uh, a super cool thing for, for them to book me against her like that, you know, and then um, to like keep handing me like next, like top level opponents. Like, I just feel like, um, like it's been like a, a a test and, um, you know, they, they have, brought me back. So hopefully, you know, things keep going in uh, this direction for me. Um, you know, I'm just like, I'm training super hard I'm working super hard at it. And, uh, I just, I feel like they're, they're looking at, at, uh, you know, at something about me, you know, whether they just want to get tattooed by me or like, what? I mean, but, either way, um, if they're watching yeah, you yeah. or
1: getting tattooed, you're getting bread off them, so it's all good. <laughs> right. that, that kinda, it,
0: it's, it's a win-win situation, too.
1: <laughs> Those are the really? best kind of situation. It kind of right? goes
2: back to Go ahead, It kind of goes back to one thing I was going to say earlier: is you know, it's not only opportunity that you're getting; it's the fact that you, like you said, you keep answering the phone, you keep making these phone calls that you got to do to get your name out there. You know, if if you show up the first time and things don't go your way you're still going to show up a second time to try to get what you're what you're going yeah for, you
0: know? Dude, this is this is my dream and like there's nothing that can stop me from showing up and doing the work you know it's like yeah. this is this is what I want and I'm gonna prove to everybody that needs to be proven to that like I am a machine like I'm literally <laughs> a machine and like I just I just uh I'm waiting to, to be
1: able to showcase that. All right. So a good question to go off of that. We've got one more question for you in the comments. Chris asked again, is there anybody now that you've been doing your thing with AEW in particular that you'd like to lock it up with? Serena D. That would be a hell, that would be a hell of a match. I would very much so like that one. Corey, you would be a big fan of that one too, because the Matt wrestling and that one would be fun to watch. That, you know, and before we get out of here, I'd be remiss if I don't bring this up. Okay. So, obviously, as you guys saw, if you're following us at KO3C Pod or me at Detroit Knockout, I was doing my research before we got on here. I was re watching Bloodsport. And just for any of you assholes that are going to be in the comments <laughs> and say, well, he probably just bought that the day of. No, I watched it as it happened. But, uh, Aww. Hey man, I, I was a big fan of that stuff anyway. And then after we got to kick it with you anyways, like I said, that's just how we roll this way. Everybody might not be that way on these shows that you come with, but if you're going to take the time to take time out of your schedule to come mess with us, the least I can do is show a little bit of support in return. So just saying, what um, well, my question Thank with that is like you, you know, you really got to show off your grappling prowess. As we mentioned you know you're a jiu-jitsu practitioner yourself. If I'm not mistaken, you've got 3 stripes on your blue belt. So, uh oh, it froze up. But yeah, you got you I know you have your blue belt. You know, you got to do the heel hook and all that. What'd say? <laughs>
0: yeah, I, uh, I forgot to bring my, I forgot to bring my gi and my belt to training yesterday. Um, cause like, uh, it was like super last minute. So all I had was my no gi stuff. Cause like, I always carry my no gi stuff in the car cause I'm a weirdo, mm-hmm. but I didn't have my <laughs> gi with me. So I, uh, I borrowed uh, somebody's gi and belt for, for a picture, <laughs> but I, I am a blue belt and um, yeah. <laughs> hey, don't feel bad. I'm <laughs> my like, belt.
1: I'm in the bad spot of, okay, so we threw a party <laughs> with our friends from Breaking Down the Ring for SummerSlam. It was not the last one, but the one before. Some dickhead went. We were in Detroit. I mean, and don't any of you guys that are going to watch this and post, <laughs> no, this does not mean you can't be safe in Detroit, assholes. But uh, we threw a party for uh, SummerSlam. Somebody busted into my car and took, of what? all things they could have took, they took my guitar and somehow, out of all the shit they got, they stole my purple belt. Like, what the fuck? What are you going to do with my purple belt? You probably didn't even know what the fuck it was. So it's funny <laughs> as shit. I went in to go train about. Yeah, maybe they thought it was a guitar strap. I mean, maybe that could see. Now that's a good theory. Maybe I didn't they think it was of a guitar that. strap see that's a good theory see I actually didn't think of that one but I'm just like, what the fuck of all things you could steal my belt and then the worst of <laughs> well, it is I can't bus. train regularly because I work with my <laughs> schedule at the post office and shit so it's fucked up I went to go train oh. about oh. I trained about a week week oh. and a half ago and uh <laughs> I go in there and they partner me up with this kid and like he's trying to be respectful and he's like he's thinking that I'm some white belt because it was nogi day. And I'm like, yeah. we start rolling, and he quickly realizes that I'm not a white belt. And uh, and my coach is like, well, it's okay. Collison's been around for, like, 30 fucking years. And, you know, (laughs) like, (laughs) so so I always get shit because I got a white belt or a blue belt on. And it's Mm -hmm. fucked up because I know this music is right up your alley. We had something set up to where Zoltan from Five Finger Death Punch was supposed to come on with us because right. he trained with one of my coaches and uh it was funny because we did like a little teaser video the interview fell through but we did like a teaser video you can see it on our youtube and i we did this whole thing with the belt and i'm like man this fucking sucks because these people are gonna think i'm a white belt still and i'm yeah. like god ah, damn it
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> Dude, right yeah i like so like for i i don't ever wear a belt you know so it's like because i always you know gee but like uh Yeah, yesterday I showed up to practice and um, Pedro, he was like, oh, you didn't bring your gi? And I was like, no. So like, I got like the, like the, like the shitty, like the mat. Like their you know, like the one that somebody left there, like eight it's years got all ago, like, like just like some random ass white belt that was like. But like, dude, like, um, it was just so funny to me because it was so big, and I was just like, oh my god. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, uh, like I started, like I showed up, and like I'm wearing the white belt, you know, and like uh, everybody's like, like at first, you know, treating me like, like I didn't know anything, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> It, it was just, it was funny. You know, it's funny whenever you don't know, wear, like, you, basically, like, I didn't want to sandbag anybody. So I was just like, oh, I don't really play in the, you know, so it's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't mind wearing the white belt or anything like that. Because it doesn't really, you know, obviously, like, when you, when you get belts, it it does mean something to, sure. you know, but like, I, but it, doesn't it mind it's not like an ego it. thing for me to have to wear. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it was just funny to me because like <laughs> I like show up and I like don't have a gi and stuff and then like I have to borrow the gi and I have to borrow the white belt you know and like so it's like everybody's like oh this girl doesn't know what she's doing you know <laughs> well so then, like, I just want to say. Like,
1: I just want to say how much I appreciate your time. I didn't even look at the clock. They're giving us the go home cue. I'm going to have to tell you when we get off of here, the story of when I went to American top team and didn't have my belt and forgot my gi and they all realized that I had trained and they're all looking at me. Like they didn't want me to like beat this kid up. And they're like, we appreciate you being respectful. But if you guys are new to Lindsay snow, what the fuck are you doing? Let them know where they can find you on social media and make sure you check out a W dark that just aired this today at seven o'clock. So go check yep. that shit out. If you haven't already done so.
0: Y'all can find me on Twitter and uh, Instagram at Kaiju power K A I J U P O W E R. And uh, I got Kaiju coffee and Kaiju tea. As Devin well, bought so a whole bunch of that. I forgot to ask about that. Yeah, it's okay.
1: I slipped it in there. We're good. See you (laughs) there? Until next time and in the in-between time, we thank you for your time, Miss Lindsay Snow and all of you guys that were watching. Until next time, peace.